Chapter 45 Up on deck, the crew was about their business and tending to their shifts. They exchanged shouts once in a while, but other than that, things were mum on deck. They gradually stopped their tasks as two, now four, Yildirim handled a young woman up a flight of stairs. She was apparently not willing to obey her captors, and they could definitely tell that she was not one of them. The crew looked at each other with nervous, bitter glances, and continued on with their work. A few looked at each other from various points on deck and connected eye contact and knowing looks. When the first mate stopped his glance over the workers below, they nonchalantly tried to get closer to exchange words. One looked worriedly at the direction of the screaming. Do you think this is it? One said gruffly. I don't know. She's a sure screaming like she's trying to wake the dead. Another answered annoyed. They must be sure about this one. A third added. The fourth one smiled. I feel sorrier for the guards than for the lass. They were all identifiable with the Ilderim bolt, but otherwise they didn't look like Ilderim soldiers at all. They barely had a uniform to speak of. They looked more like poor fishermen. One was a really tall, big man. He had curly brown locks and a small rounded beard. His build was large and muscular, enough to kill with his own two hands. His muscles pulsed as he worked, and on his right arm was a fairly large tattoo. He grunted mightily as he pulled the sails by ropes. The second one was a much thinner man. He had short brown hair tucked under a black bandana. He had a coarse chin and a shrewd grin holding a toothpick in his mouth. He sneered at the ones who were shouting orders at him. He took out his toothpick and spat to the side. He had a small white sleeveless shirt on, soaked with sweat. He went about his work assisting the muscular man with the ropes and sails. The third one was a bit younger looking than the two. He had a clean-shaven face and dark, charcoal-red colored hair that was pulled back in a small bun at the nape of his neck. He looked to be in his early twenties with a thin face and a sharp chin with a cleft. While others around him were working wholeheartedly, he looked tired and bored. He moved sluggishly with the sails along with his comrades. The fourth had heavily tanned skin, a clean face, and short curly black hair. He was bent over, scrubbing the deck, and disdainfully looked at the spot where one of his comrades spat. He wore armbands. His pant legs were rolled up and he walked barefoot. His thick black eyebrows furrowed as he scrubbed. His muscles flexed and relaxed with each motion. Once the first mate turned and averted his gaze, the four looked at each other and sauntered a bit closer to talk once more. The youngest, the black-haired one, said softly, She might be our ticket out of here. The captain was very impatient. He sat uncomfortably in his chair and tapped his fingers impatiently upon his desk. It was the only sound in his cabin. His mouth was shaped into a thin line as his eyebrows furrowed. His hair was slicked back and his uniform was pressed and stiff. He heard a young woman's voice. Well, it's about damn time, he thought, his frown deepening. She sounded panic-stricken. He heard a few thuds against the walls, grunts of men and the sounds of her struggling. In due time, the door was swung open and the girl was thrust into the room, and the door barred behind her. She turned and pounded the door with her fists. I would tear you to pieces if I could! Ilse screamed, pounding the door. You just wait! I'll have your necks, you cowards! Damn you! Stop clawing on my door like a wild animal! The captain barked. Ilse turned. Her face was pale, her hair in disarray. At first, her eyes were wide. However, her eyes soon relaxed. She let out a sigh as she allowed herself to slide down against the door down to the floor. She let her limbs sag and relax. Oh, it's only you, Rubens, 
she said calmly with a shrewd smile, breathing heavily. Reuben's face drew in more hatred at the calmness of her reaction. Yes, it's only me, he said, icily, then he stiffened. Welcome aboard my ship. The pleasure's all mine, thanks, Ilse said bitterly. Her name is the Roaring Thunder, he continued without a blink. He was still frowning. Ilse snorted and just looked around the room from her spot on the floor. What am I even doing here? Ilse said, rolling her head from side to side against the grain of the door. Was your solitary confinement full to the brim of liars and betrayers? As much as I'm sure you miss it, Rubens answered, still smiling. You're hardly of use there. What are your plans, then? Ilse said, bitterly. I'm still surprised they promoted stalkers to captains. I'm a general, he roared over her, red in the face, veins bulging. Then shouldn't a general be fighting a war? Ilse bellowed back. She was half bracing herself for a sudden electric strike, but none came. Reuben seemed hardly half so threatening, except for all the war-decorated knives and swords he had displayed on the wall behind his desk. They radiated from his seated figure like the rays of the sun. Let me tell you a little something, the general said through gritted teeth and smoking rage. You might think because you're not in shackles that you're a free woman. You're property of this army, and we will do with you as we see fit. The more you think you are in control, the more you damage your cause. The cabin door swung open as Ilse was sent out. You are dismissed, Ice Chanter. The men were quietly watching to see what this girl would do next. To their surprise, she walked down the stairs in a huff, leaving the guards to walk quickly behind her. The cabin door slammed, and a loud and long curse came from Reuben's cabin. Many tried to hold their snickering. They watched as she disappeared below deck. The guards stared at their prisoner walking herself to her room. They stood there dumbfounded, but gave the workers a dirty look as they went back to their original stations. The workers looked at each other in confusion. They did, however, hear the sound of a slammed door below deck and a loud, shrilling scream of frustration. Lovers quarrel? One of the deckhands asked, answered by a boisterous choir of chuckles.